What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.
The MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report for Saturday, December 7th. I am Rob Calloway. Welcome back to the show. Yes, sir. It is officially hammer time. Yeah, time to put your weight on it. Yes, 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 yes. Nine on the east, six on the west. Thank you guys for uh, getting up early. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Hope you guys had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday last weekend. Hope you guys ate all the food, ate all the chitlins, all the pig feet, all the hog maw. I hope y'all enjoyed all of that. All of that. Me, not so much. Why? Well, as I told you guys a few weeks ago, I'm actually in the process of uh, training for the uh, New Orleans Rock and Roll Marathon. So my my diet, mm, I've I've been eating. I've been eating really well, but my diet just won't allow me to consume a whole lot. Or when I go out for training the next day, it is all bad, all bad. And so uh, February 9th is the date, and so I'll be keeping you guys posted with my training. And actually, training been going pretty good, man. Uh, Sunday I had to Sunday I had to do 13 miles, and then um, when was it? Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, I had to go out and do, I think it was Tuesday, I had to go out and do um, 14 and three quarters, so 14.75 miles. Because I try to get uh, try to get my mileage up, try to get my endurance up, but it's hell. I can't even lie to y'all. This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I get done training, I'm like, what the the hell am I thinking about? But another story for another day. So I'll definitely keep you posted. For all you guys that are runners, shouts out to you all. If you're uh, running with the uh, Nike Run Club app, don't forget to follow me, Trackavelli, T-R-A-C-K-A-V-E-L-I. Or it might be under Rob Calloway. I think it's under Trackavelli. 
But uh, definitely follow me, man. Uh, you know, I'm always participating in these challenges and all of that stuff, trying to trying to get right, man. You know, trying to be a better me. Always, always, always. All right. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, Thanksgiving season. I hope you guys had a great one. But immediately following Thanksgiving, immediately, immediately following Thanksgiving dinner, y'all know what happens, right? It officially becomes the Christmas season. And so Christmas season is definitely upon us now. Uh, Thanksgiving is officially Thanksgiving, you know, with the, the, with the whole black Friday movement. Right. But this is what I say. Black Friday leads to broke Saturday because we go out here on black Friday. We see these deals that we think are really deals. And then we just spend it. We spend it. All right. Now I'm going to just go ahead and tell them two stores, two stores, and I'm going to keep it moving. When you're doing your black Friday shopping, here's the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to be aware. You got to be aware. These stores take advantage of people that they know only look for the Black Friday sales. They only look for the sales toward the end of the year, right? And so here's what they do. Like Walmart. This is where Walmart clears out the inventory of all of their off-brand electronics, okay? Now, if you have one of these TVs that I'm talking about, an OHM, OHM, or any of these other, y'all know what an off-brand TV is. And if you got an off-brand TV, you know you know who you are. You don't even have to put your hand up. You know who you are. Um, but this is where they cleared their off-brand electronic inventory. And then they mark all the name-brand things up. But in the off-season, when it's not the holiday season, you can go to Walmart and get any of these name-brand TVs from 32 inches all the way to 80 for Black Friday sales or what I consider to be Black Friday prices, right? Like Walmart is not expensive and they always do things to keep you coming back. Right. But some of y'all, man, y'all sitting around here with them home TVs up under your Christmas tree. You know, I ain't talking about you. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if I mean a little 150 bucks, I get it. I get it. You know, 4k 1080. I get it, but it's a home TV. It's a, it's, that's like saying, Oh yeah, man, I went out and got a hot Yeah. Little Martin reference right there for you. Okay, so the other store that I have to tell on, one of my other favorite stores is Old Navy. Not sure how many people like to go to Old Navy, but I love Old Navy because they got the dopest outerwear like jackets and you know all the all the different work pants and they got dope shirts and t-shirts. Like I like Old Navy. You know, it's just a cheaper Gap. You know, if I could afford Gap every day of the week, I'd go to Gap. But you know, Old Navy, Old Navy works for me. But um, Old Navy is another place, man. Black Friday, let me tell you what they'll do. Man, they'll mark all this stuff down, all the stuff that really, you know, is either off-season or things that people aren't really checking for at the moment. They'll mark all this stuff down, $2, $3, $4, $5. And, man, folks come rushing in there, and it's really like the old stuff. And then by, like, the next Monday, they've restocked the store, and it has, like, new inventory. And guess what? The prices are still the same. Old Navy, they, I mean, they mastered this. They actually have the Black Friday prices from Black Friday all the way until Christmas Eve because Old Navy opens Christmas Eve at like 6 or 7 in the morning, and then they don't close until like 11 or 12, something like that. So they figured it out. They figured it out. A lot of stores have figured it out. You know, a lot of stores don't want to drop those prices because they, you know, they got you in there and they want to go ahead and just bust your head. But um, Old Navy and Walmart, definitely two stores that just, hey, if you Black Friday shopping, just stay away from those stores because it's Black Friday all the time at those places, all right? 
Um, if you missed uh, our most recent edition of the HBCU Report, uh, which featured Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, who I have branded the Dean of HBCU Sports, uh, you can go back and relive uh, any moment of that interview or any episode of the HBCU Report on demand via sportsnewsandbrews.com, xsquadaffiliates.com, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play for Android, the TuneIn radio app, iTunes, and uh, iHeartRadio. Okay, so uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend because that's how this show, that, that's how it's going to keep growing. You got to tell a friend. It's a, a, the ultimate grassroots movement. You got to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and we just go keep it trucking just like that. All right? A um, couple other things that uh, we need to talk about before we get into the meat of our conversation. Um, last week, as I mentioned, it was uh, Thanksgiving, which could only mean one thing, HBCU's oldest Football Classic took place, the 96th annual Turkey Day Classic between the Alabama State University Hornets and the Prairie View Antium Panthers. Prairie View actually upended Bama State 20-17, to 17, uh, Bama State's homecoming. I know, it's weird. And every time I mention this, that Bama State's homecoming is on Thanksgiving, everybody just toot their nose up, like twist their mouth up. I get it. It's weird. It's weird. But um, Bama State lost homecoming 2017. Uh, they gave up 20 unanswered points between the second and third quarter. And uh, it was pretty much a wrap after that. I know the, the the score seems close, but y'all know how football is. You know, they pull guys. The other team stops playing so hard. They let you score, but they're not really going to let you win. Yeah, that's what happened at Bama State. Um, also, while we're talking about Bama State, shouts out to the alumni band. Yeah, man, the alumni band performed. Uh at the uh, well, halftime, I think they performed at the parade. Yeah, so big shouts out to all the Bama State alum. I might do it next year. I might. Because, man, looking at some of these pictures, I know I'm in better shape than most of y'all. Yeah, I am. I'm out here getting these miles up. Well, I don't know what everybody else is doing. Looking like, I don't know. Krispy Kreme. Dunkin' Donuts. I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Real deal. Real deal. So, with Bama State season being over, most team seasons are over. Yeah, they are. Um, Bama State back in action September 5th. Yes, Labor Day Classic versus Tuskegee. So there's that. There's that. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thank you guys for getting up early, tuning into the show. Um, of course, this is uh, SWAC Football Championship uh, Saturday. Or let me get the, the the correct sponsor. Let me get the let me let me say it right because I'd hate for anybody to get on me. It is cr- the Cricket Wireless Swag Football Championship Weekend. Yeah, Spinks Kasem Stadium going down today. Four o'clock kickoff, three o'clock central on ESPNU as we will see Southern University and Alcorn in a rematch of last year's Swag Football Championship that saw Alcorn defeat Southern University. Uh, by the score of 37-28. And so uh, that happens today. And, of course, the winner of that game moves on to take on the champions of the MEAC, North Carolina A&T, and the Celebration Bowl, which will be played right here in the ATL December 21st at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And so we're all ready for that. We're, ready, we're really ready uh, to find out uh, who's going to win this game today. So then we can start promoting the game the right way, not just MEAC champ versus SWAT champ. Or A&T versus the SWAT champ. Yeah, so we're waiting. Uh, we're definitely waiting for uh, the outcome of today's game. And so uh, coming up in just a, a matter of moments, uh, we will talk about the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame. 
the induction ceremony is coming up in in a few months. Um, you know, we do swag bias, but today uh, it's going to be a little different. We'll actually preview the swag football championship, um, and we'll hear from both coaches, uh, both Fred McNair, head football coach of Alcorn State, and Dawson Odoms, head football coach of Southern University. And then we'll have uh, we'll recap what happened uh, what happened two weeks ago because. Uh, the last time we were on this show, we were talking about uh, the SIAC and the CIAA football champions possibly meeting in the second round of the NCAA Division II football playoffs. And uh, huh, we'll talk about that. And we'll also talk about – now, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. We already have a black college football national champion, and the season isn't even over with. Yeah, we're going to talk about that because that is pure comedy. I mean, comedy. Not even with a Y, with a big D. C-O-M-E-D. Come a D. Or maybe D-E-E. C-O-M-E-D-E-E. Come a D. Pure come a D. You know what rhymes with come a D? How about the name Willie? Willie Simmons. <laughs> we'll talk about it and so much more. Coming up on the other side, this is the HBCU Report. We'll be right back after these words. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing, and she'll come over, and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook at HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. She doing this acting like she want me She counting off all my home 
Come and try to get me. And I'm taking everything with me. Out to T Pain, man. T Pain, man. When T Pain came out, T Pain came out with the hits. A lot of folks forget that T Pain was actually signed to Akon, right? And uh, yeah, T Pain just came on like, oh my god, like this dude was, man. This dude was was you know. Well, here's the thing: we all know that all of these artists when they come out hot, they had their little runs where you hear them on like you know back to back to back to back songs on the radio, and T Pain was one of those. T Pain. Made a whole lot of money, man, and spent that money really, really fast buying stupid stuff like that big ass chain. Yeah, people out, people in Florida, man, they something else. They something else. I'm, yeah, yeah, they something else. They like to claim stuff that isn't theirs. Yeah, they like to say that they're the champs and they really aren't. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about that coming up. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, HBCU Game Day, man. They all on it, man. Stephen Gaither and the crew. Uh, big shouts out to them. Also, uh, big shouts out to uh, my boys, uh, Maceo Hurd and uh, Emmanuel Glaze. Also, shouts out to um, my dude, Coach J-Dub, Jamie Walker, uh, Deshaun Tate, my little network, my sports network. Man, we're about to do some things. So, everybody just, uh, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned because we're definitely about to do some some big things. And speaking of big things, don't forget, um, January 25th, 2020, the Honda Battle of the Bands makes their return to Atlanta, to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Benedict College, Florida A&M, Grambling, Hampton, Jackson State, North Carolina A&T, Prairie View A&M, and Tennessee State going to be in the house for uh, what should be one of the one of the best Honda Battle of the Bands. You know, now everybody can always look at the the final eight and go, uh, well, we could have pl- took this person out and put this person in, or took this person out and put this person in, and you're right. You know, because when I look, I see Benedict and I see Hampton, and those are immediately the schools that I say, hmm, maybe we could have put Southern in there or one of the schools from Alabama like A&M or Bama State. You know, kind of weird that Bethune-Cookman's not in this, but, of course, FAM's there, so FAM's representing Florida. Um, Yeah, you know, you can always plug and play. But I I think this is going to be one of the better ones. And just the fact that Florida A&M, they're making their return to Atlanta since that whole Robert Champion thing, um, which uh, the anniversary of Robert Champion's death was actually commemorated uh, what a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, because uh, his, untime- his untimely death actually occurred the weekend of the Florida Classic. Remember that, that it was um, after the game, if I'm not mistaken, after the game, where the whole debacle took place on Bus C, uh, and and just took a tragic turn, and, and Robert Champion ended up losing his life. And it was a lot of things that came out of that, right? A lot of things people found out about hazing and found out about the HBCU culture that people really didn't know, you know. And I'm not going into all of that today, but y'all know what I'm saying. 
it just it kind of opened up Pandora's box to uh, things that that people really didn't know were, were going on. And so, um, and so there's that. There's that. Yeah, sad, 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 sad. All right. So last Saturday, the 46th annual uh, Bayou Classic was played in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, and of course, uh, this classic, one of the big daddies, one of the granddaddies, big daddies, whatever you want to call it, um, often rivaling the Magic City Classic. Don't get the two confused. Because see, here's the deal: is that most classics are in open air stadiums, all right? And so your crowd is based on what the weather's going to be like. Now, here's the thing. While they're claiming that the Bayou Classic had 65,000, and that's cool. That's cool because, I mean, it's inside. It's in the Superdome. So that's cool. That crappy stadium, yeah, it's cool. I just had to get that in there. But, yeah, it's cool. Um, But the Magic City Classic still did like 56,000, and it rained that day. And so, anyway, it's always a, a, a friendly a friendly rivalry of sorts. You know, the Bayou Classic, you know, they call their game the Black Super Bowl. And the, the Magic City Classic, we just call our game <laughs> the biggest HBCU classic in America. I think that pretty much settles it, right? Yeah. But anyway, uh, last week's game, it, it definitely did not disappoint. Anytime Southern and Grambling get together with something on the line, it always turns out to be a, a classic. And so... Uh, last week, we got to witness a classic after uh, Grambling took the lead. Grambling actually had like a 21-point lead, if I'm not mistaken, in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden, Southern just Southern just mounted a comeback, and they just would not let go. And it, it went all the way down to the end. And you know how it goes in black college football, man. If it comes down to your kicker, the odds of you winning are very slim. And that's exactly what happened. I'm not, you know... And I'm not trying to crap on HBCU kickers, but I'm just trying to figure out why the hell can't we get that piece right? We can get all the other pieces right. We can get a guy like Tariq Cohen. We can get quarterbacks like a, a Quill Glass and um, and, and uh, my boy Jerome up at Bowie State. We can get Steve McNair's. We can get the Tavares Jacksons. You know, we can even get the Ryan Stanleys uh, of the Florida A&Ms, right? But we can never, ever get this kicking thing right. The day that HBCU sports get this kicking thing right will be the day that we will actually have leveled the playing field. I know that sounds crazy, but it is so true. It is so freaking true. Games that come down to one, two, three points at HBCU football, I'm telling you, you might as well just, you might as well just, hey, yeah, well, we lost. You might as well go ahead and say it before the kick is even up, man. A lot of these guys can't kick the ball. A lot of them aren't even kickers. But that's a whole other story. We got to figure that part out. That's the that's the one piece that HBCU sports has got to figure out. We figured out the the punting thing, you know. We figured out uh, the defense. We figured out a lot. But that field goal thing, and I'm not sure why you can't get a, a good field goal kickers in um, HBCU sports. But Grambling, oh Grambling! If Grambling had a kicker, Grambling would have won that game, 31 to 30. It came down to the final seconds of the game, and the kicker – actually, the kick got blocked. So don't let me just sit here and poo-poo on the kicker. But the kicker the kicker was not moving fast on the kick. The, he didn't have any kind of uh, lift on the ball. I mean, it basically was a line drive, and it got blocked, and it shifted to the right. And Coach Broderick Fobb, that's my guy, but damn, bro. 
Come on, man. We got to. Oh, my God. Y'all got to get that together, man. Y'all got to get that together. And so uh, here's what we're looking at now. Um, Southern University now leads the all-time series 36-33. to uh, They've now won four straight, headed into today's game versus Alcorn. And so uh, this should be a really, really, really highly contested matchup. All right. And so here we go. Let's uh, let's hear from Coach Dawson Odoms on actually facing Alcorn State for the second year in a row in the SWAC football championship. Uh, we got one and three start, a tough uh, preseason schedule. You know, I think we've really played the, one of the toughest schedules in, in, in probably uh, the HBCU conference. And when you look at it, uh, we opened up with Memphis, and then we had McNeese. And we took on uh, FAMU within those first four ball games, and that's a tough start to the season. Lost some close ball games, but I think you can see that our football team has gotten better. I think as we got into the month of October, uh, we started winning some football games after that one and three start. Uh, we went up to the reservation, and uh, we didn't play really well. Uh, we lost to uh, to Alcorn, and then since then. Uh, we haven't lost a football game, and our guys really been playing, you know, competitive football and just finding ways to win games. And and you know, you got to play some optimistic offense, optimistic defense, and just find a way to win football games. And I think that's what we've been able to do. Our running game came alive, and we've been able to, for the most part of the season, control the run. Uh, and then uh, our pass defense is getting better at the right time. And I think if we can play good run defense and good pass defense, uh, we got a chance to really be good because our offense is hitting this drive. So all three phases still haven't played well together, uh, complete and dominant. But we're playing about as good as anybody at this time of the year, and I really think that's that's been the biggest thing with our football team is we've gotten better throughout the months of October and November. As we get ready to take on Alcorn again for the second time, you know, they're a very good football team, well coached. Coach Manera's done a great job. It's a reason they're – they're champs again uh, of the East. And it's also a reason that, that we're playing again. And I think both teams are consistent. Uh, they've had our number. Uh, they've been doing the little things a lot better in the football game than we have. And they made the plays that they need to make to be successful. Uh, they can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Felix as good as anybody. Uh, their defense uh, is really good. Their front seven has been really dominant against the run. And they're secondary. Uh, they get some timely interceptions. They make plays. Uh, they're very aggressive, and they solid on special teams. So we're going to play against a well-coached football team, and, and hopefully uh, we can go up there and play really, really well. You know what's crazy is that I guess because, you know, those, those of us that are in the HBCU circles, like we already know certain things. Like we know that Southern's coach Dawson Odoms looks like Big Perm. Faison Love, like, we know that he looks like Big Perm. Man, watching the Bayou Classic the other day, and I was on social media, and clearly, you know, people outside of the that HBCU realm actually saw Dawson Odoms for the first time, and they were like, oh, my God, is that Big Perm coaching? And, it, I mean, it was a lot of that. But it's so old at this point. It don't even tickle my fancy anymore. It used to. It used to. But if I could ever go back to that audio, and and ask him what did he think about people calling him Big Perm? That is what is what is comma D, D E E. Yeah, I think I might dig that up. We might we, if Southern wins today. That's what we do. If Southern wins today, 
We'll go back and get that audio of Coach Odom's uh, actually talking about people saying that he looks like Big Perm. How about that? Regardless, even if they lose, we're going to go back and get that audio. <laughs> Just because it was so epic. Because it was so freaking epic. All right. All right. So uh, switching gears, switching sides, if you will, to the other sideline. Coach uh, Fred McNair, uh, the big brother of Steve McNair, the head football coach over there at Alcorn State. Alcorn been killing the swag uh, the past few years. And here he is on our meeting Southern University today at 4 o'clock. Well, I thought through the course of this year, uh, the, guy, the young men really fought hard. I thought that uh, the coaching staff put some outstanding game plans together for this year, you know, and it's and, uh, been a very competitive year for us, um, even coming down to the war against Jackson to, to be able to host the uh, SWAC championship. So, uh, you know, throughout this course of this year, these guys have been fighting very hard to, to overcome everything they had to do to get here. So we're excited about it. Uh, the players are excited. Um, this morning we had a great practice this morning, and uh, the young men are almost ready to play. You know, we got two more days of preparation um, in the event that we get ready for the SWAC championship here. Um, but these guys have been very, very positive in uh, doing the things we ask them as coaches uh, in preparation of this game. Um, and just to say about Southern, I think the Coach Odom is doing a great job uh, down with them Jaguars and, and preparing themselves, you know, since they played us in October uh, they've been on a four-game winning streak, so uh, scoring a lot of points, doing a lot of good things, uh, offensive and defensive and special teams. So uh, we're excited about it and uh, excited about the opportunity we have uh, to play in our second SWAC championships in a row uh, against a good Southern football team. So um be a very competitive uh, Saturday. Uh, got two two great teams that's going to battle and fight hard uh, for a championship. So um, we're excited about the opportunity we have here. Uh, especially playing here at home um, in front of our fans. And, and I know, you know, the Jags will bring their fans too. So it'll be a very good Saturday, good venue for us, and um uh, be a good showing um, both for our university and Southern. So um, we're excited to be a good showcase for ES- ESPNU. All right. So as I mentioned, coming up 4 o'clock uh, East, 3 o'clock Central on ESPNU, it is the Cricket Wireless SWAC Football Championship, Southern University versus Alcorn State with the winner headed to Atlanta December 21st for the Celebration Bowl, which uh, will take place at noon on ABC. All right? So, yeah, man, it's going to be a great one today. We look forward to it. I can't wait, man. You know. I, and here's the thing. I can't even lie. As much as, as as much as I like Alcorn and as cool as me and Coach McNair are, I just want to see some different representation from the sweat. Okay? As cool as uh, Coach Washington at North Carolina A&T and I are, I just want to see some different representation. But we'll talk about that because I'm not sure if this is going to get stale. It could it could quite possibly get stale if we just if, if things keep going this in this direction. All right, so coming up on the other side, uh, I told you earlier that people in Florida always trying to claim stuff, always trying to say that something belonged to them. And they ain't even paid for it. They ain't even played for it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. And if you if you like part of the fam Uli, like the fam you alum, yeah, this yeah, this next segment is dedicated to you. To you, 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 and yes, you. Shouts out to my girl Rashawn Ali and Jennifer Price. Two proud fam you alum. Shouts out to them. Yeah, this for y'all too. Coming up next, this is the HBCU Report. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. 
Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time, it's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org/caregiving for care guides and community, or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. You the can't HBCU roll. experience gotta, lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Kelly. You got a on this one. You can't even drink Cristal on this one. You got to drink Cristal. Try some red wine, little guys, and I said it. This is for the grown and sexy. Uh. Yeah. Can I get my grown man on for one second? I see some ladies tonight that should be hanging with Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Excuse me, miss. What's your name? Uh-huh. Can you come hang with me? Possibly. That's right. Can I take you out tonight? You already know what it's hitting for. I got whatever outside and you know what I'm sitting on. 50-50 venture with them s dots kicking off. Armadale popping now. Only bringing more. Only thing missing is the missus. You ain't even got to do the dishes. Got two dishwashers. Got one chef, one maid. All I need is a partner to play space with the cards up. All trust. Who else you gonna run with? The truth is us. Only dudes moving units. M. Pimp Juice and us. It's the rockin' hair. Maybach outside. Got rocks in air. PJs on the runway. Young got air. I don't land at an airport. I call it the clearport. Therefore, I don't want to hear more back and forth about who's hotter. Young holler. Excuse me. Damn. Woo. You're so I got my gosh and I'm seven on right now. Lady. You got to pump it to this one. Can't roll it up to this one, boy. This should be rolling with Jason. Jason. Lady, what's your name? Cause I see some ladies tonight. This should be rolling with Jason. Jason. Everybody's like, he's no item. Please don't like him. He don't wife him. He one night some. Now she don't like him. She never met him. Groovies try to take advantage of him. He won't let him. He don't need him. So he treats him like he treats him. Better them than me. She don't agree with him. She's mad at that. He's not having that. So those opposites attract like magnets. She sees more than the Benz wagon. The friends tagging along. The flashy bragging on the song. She gets a glimpse of Sean and she likes that. He two ways up, so she writes back. Smiley faces after all of her phrases. Either she the one or I'm caught in the matrix. Let the fish burn. Red or green pill. You live and you learn. Come on. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Jig. Happy belated birthday. Boy, Jig turned 50 this week. Unbelievable. I already thought Jig was 50. Or is he going to be one of those dudes that just keep going, yeah, I'm 50 every year? I don't know. I don't know. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway back at it again. 
Uh, before we went to break, I was talking about these Florida folks and how they love to say stuff belong to them. That's mine. That's mine. Y'all remember a couple of years ago, Central Florida? Yeah, we the we the national champion, the national football champs. We the champs. Didn't even play for the championship. Now, you know, for the past few weeks, I, I've been setting y'all up for this. I've been telling y'all exactly what was going to happen. And uh, this week, it really did. They're champions. Nobody can take that away from them. Um, I don't care what the media office says. I don't care what anybody. No one can take the fact that this football team is the best team in the Minnesota Athletic Conference and the best team in black college football, hands down. Bam, you hear Coach Willie Simmons right there. Good friend of the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Florida A&M. Of course, they are ineligible uh, for to win the MEAC championship. They're ineligible to participate in postseason play, which would be the Celebration Bowl. But lo and behold, this week, Florida A&M did exactly what I said that they were going to do, but I, I didn't think they would do it after they lost to Bethune-Cookman in the Florida Classic. What did they do? They claimed the Black College Football National Championship. You know, I mean, you can claim a championship. That doesn't really mean that you are the, the legit champion. But this ultimately goes back to why I keep saying we need to put together something that identifies a definitive champion. There is no way in the world we should just continue to let things play out this way where we have a CIAA champ, a SIAC champ, a MEAC champ, a SWAC champ, but then when the MEAC and the SWAC play in the Celebration Bowl, the winner of their game is not crowned the outright HBCU national champion. It's just like some de facto stuff. Like we're like, oh, yeah, they won that game, so that makes them the HBCU national champion. But a lot of times we are excluding a better team. And not to poo-poo on fam. Fam, you had an outstanding season. This is the season that Rattlers have been praying for for the last seven or eight years. This is it right here. This is it. Great season. Only one loss in the MEAC, and that came at Bethune-Cookman. But here's the deal. The sanctions, the penalties that the school placed themselves on, like you cannot you cannot come back and be like, yeah, we're claiming this, when you just put yourself on, on sanctions by saying that you guys had over 90 athletes that were ineligible, that should have not been certified in all sports, not just football, but all sports over a five- or six-year time span. But now you want to come back and say, yes, we are the champions. We don't care what the MEAC says. Well, you should. We don't care what the Celebration Bowl people say. Well, you should. You should really care. I mean, Jesus Christ. Have you no shame? Have you no shame? I mean, because the shame should come in the fact that you guys actually allowed 95 athletes that should have not been certified to play. That's the shame, right? And if I had done that and actually had admitted that, the last thing that I would do is be coming back and trying to claim that we have a legitimate right to this championship without even winning the conference. There's no way. And so, again, this is what I'm talking about is that we have got to find we've got to find a better way. You know, it, see, the thing about the HBCU football scene is that it's so much smaller than when you talk about the uh FBS, the FBS football scene, right? It's so much smaller. We've got the SWAC, we've got the MEAC, 
We've got the CIAA, we've got the SIAC, and we've got a few schools sprinkled in other conferences, like Tennessee State is in the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, Hampton, I think, is in the Big South. I forget what conference they moved to. But, you know, so so it's really – and also like Lincoln and a few other schools that aren't in the traditional HBCU um, conferences. And like I said, it, I don't know. Something, something's got to be done because Bowie State was the only undefeated HBCU team this year. They lost in the they lost in the playoffs, and we're going to talk about that coming up. They lost in the playoffs, but they finished the season undefeated. Now, fam, you did not finish the season undefeated. And and to go a step further, Stephen Gaither of uh, uh, HBCUGameDay.com was on Twitter the other, uh, yesterday saying that, you know, people always like to talk about the black college national champs until you start throwing out SIAC and CIAA schools, and then they're like, oh, no, no, the, the black college national champion – it could only come from the swack of the MEAC. But, you know, I I don't necessarily agree with that because I've seen Reggie Barlow's Virginia State teams beat SWAC teams because I've seen Winston-Salem State University beat MEAC teams because I've seen all of these SIAC schools. Like when I was at Bama State, I've seen Tuskegee beat Bama State. I've seen Tuskegee beat other SWAC opponents. I've seen it. I've seen it. So there, there's no way that people could be like, well, that should only it should only be exclusive to those two conferences because that's bull. Because as I put on Twitter last night, both conferences, well, all four conferences, you know, they all lace them up the same way, the same way. And so I'm not necessarily in agreement, you know, with with everything that's going on right now. And and this is just to go a step further because, like, for real, for real, like, fam, you y'all are like the 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 laughing stock right now. Everybody laughing at y'all. Everybody is laughing at y'all, except for y'all. Everybody laughing at y'all because y'all look crazy. Y'all look crazy. The first year that y'all have actually been relevant in football, you all are under sanctions, and you still want to try to claim something? This is unbelievable. This is so unbelievable, and I'm so glad that I waited and didn't do uh, the Best of Show last week because I actually was going to talk about um, Florida A&M and Bethune-Cookman and how with Bethune beating fam that – ultimately eliminated them from even being able to claim the black college uh, national championship. But there have to be some parameters set. Just seriously. You know, we got to get out of this. It ain't 1939 or 49 or 59 or 69 or even 89 anymore where teams should just be able to be like, oh, yeah, well, we won it. Yeah, you might not have said we did, but we won it. Yeah, we got to get better than that. You know, we got to get so much better than that. And um, speaking of speaking of which, I'm not sure if this is a good seg or not, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, creating a scenario where we end up with an ultimate champion, right? An ultimate champion. And and Tennessee State, not sure how they would actually fit into that equation or Hampton because they're not in the quote-unquote HBCU conferences, the four uh, all HBCU conferences. But something has, ha- something has to happen. And... You know, I'm always complaining. If you listen to this show when we get to this point of the season, or really any point of the season, I'm always complaining because I feel like ABC, Disney, ESPN, whoever you want, whoever you want them, they do not do a good job in promoting the product. They don't. I'm sorry. I don't want anybody to be mad at me. I hope this doesn't stop me from obtaining my dream job at ESPN. Well, that's not my dream job. Anyway. I'm just saying there there are there there are some ways to do this. Now for those of you that that watch the uh, 
to watch the, the NBC Sports broadcast of the Bayou Classic. Think about that broadcast and think about the ESPN broadcast. They pale in comparison. NBC, NBC makes HBCU sports look so damn good at the Bayou Classic. So damn good. Not so much with ESPN. You know, I think that, if, like today, we're, we're doing the, the, the Cricket Wireless Swag Football Championship on ESPNU. Why is it on ESPNU, first off? Why? Nobody watch that crap. ESPNU, like, it's a Swag Football Championship. It ought to be on ESPN or one of the other major platforms just like everybody else. I bet you y'all not, they not go bury Georgia and LSU today. They not go bury them on ESPN 15, right? No, you're not. I, and here's what I think. I think that that these conferences, and, and I've mentioned this, you know, they need to go to ESPN about creating a network where the network actually reflects the HBCU spirit. Or maybe these schools, maybe these conferences need to go to NBC Sports and ask them, hey, would you be willing to take on more than just the Bayou Classic? What if they were willing to take on, like, the Magic City Classic? And the Circle City Classic. And, you know, a few of those other classics that the State Fair Classic or the State Fair, the State Fair Classic. What what if NBC Sports was willing to take on those? And then we got quality broadcasts because those ESPN broadcasts aren't really quality. They aren't really quality. And, and there's a lot, you know, when, when you talk about the Celebration Bowl and you talk about the Atlanta football scene and you talk about all of this stuff, when you talk about quality, there has been a um, a decline in quality. And I can say that freely because I, I'm from Atlanta. I've been around this HBCU football scene forever. Uh, I remember when the Atlanta Football Classic was a, uh, was a staple here in the city going back to the 80s. And I know the type of work that was put into these games by the 100 black men of Atlanta uh, who still have um, some connection with the Celebration Bowl. But for those of you that don't know why the Atlanta Football Classic went away, the Atlanta Football Classic went away. The 100 Black Men of Atlanta uh, Atlanta Football Classic went away so that the Celebration Bowl could be born, okay? Because there's a whole deal when, when you get into this deal with stadiums where they say, okay, well, you can have this game 30 days or 60 days prior to this game for, uh, you know, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Say for Atlanta Football Classic. Say if it had been FAMU and Southern, right, which was one of the, the better matchups that they used to do. And then say if FAMU and Southern won their conferences, right? Southern won the SWAC, FAM won the MEAC. FAM, I did not say you won the MEAC. This is a hypothetical situation. You did not win the MEAC. Okay, but anyway. So what would happen is if FAMU and Southern won their conferences and they had already played in the Atlanta Football Classic, you – run into a situation where you might not be able to get the same amount of fan participation because they just saw these same two teams. And so the only way that you could eliminate this swag meak matchup was to just to do away with it, you know, and the hundred black men had to be cool with it, which they were. And they were, they were, uh, I guess offered uh, to continue the partnership. And so now they do uh, some STEM and robotic stuff leading up to the, to the event with high school and elementary students but the quality that I was talking about starts with the 100 black men of Atlanta. They are the ones that put the quality into all of these events. And um, I feel like the 100 black men, because now that the Air Force Reserve, they're no longer partnering with the Celebration Bowl. I feel like it's time for the 100 black men 
maybe of Atlanta, maybe of America, I don't know, to, to, to take this thing back over and to bring the quality back. Bring the quality back because ESPN don't really care about the quality of the, the spirit of the HBCU sports. They don't really care about that. They just want the game to happen. They don't have to show the stands. They can keep the camera right on the field. It could be 10 people there, and it don't matter to ESPN. It's about the television viewers. They don't care how many people are in the stadium, but we do, right? And, you know, I think that we need to take this thing out of the hands of ESPN, and I'm sorry if this offends somebody that listens to this show as if ESPN listens. Ha <laughs> ha, but you'd be surprised. But anyway, um, I think we need to take this back from ESPN and ABC and actually go to NBC with this. You know, at least at least threaten to, just to see what ESPN would do. I mean, let me tell it. I think they'd be like, they probably, probably try to call uh, the swag MEX bluff. But I think at some point that we have to the, the, the round all of these things up, you know, we have the, the Celebration Bowl. If the Celebration Bowl is ultimately going to be a celebration, right? It's supposed to be not just a celebration of a, a of a champion, which is the slogan, a champion will rise. Well, if a champion will rise, why are teams still able to be able to claim a championship, right? Because the, the slogan is telling you that a champion is being crowned at the Celebration Bowl. But the best teams aren't necessarily there. And, and fam, I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about teams like Bowie State, right? They've actually finished the season undefeated. This is why we got to have their 14 playoff. This is why we got to have it. This is why. Because we need, look, we need quality and we need inclusion. And we need to be able to include all of the, the HBCU conferences if we're going to officially crown an HBCU champion, like whether it's de facto or not. We need to be able to bring all four conferences together. And that's my mission. That's my sole purpose in life. Not really, but kind of. I'm on that mission. You know, I really, 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 really would like to bring all of these schools together so that we could just crown one champion. Just one. Like, whoever wins that, that uh, the not the BCS, but whoever wins the 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 FBS national championship, it's only going to be one that people are going to really recognize. Now somebody might claim it, like fam, you tried to claim this HBCU thing, but everybody's just going to be looking at you like you're crazy. Like why does Central Florida have a, a banner and have a flag flying at their stadium like they really did something? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And so the the only. The only solution that we have of bringing the quality back, in my opinion, is that the 100 black men have got to be a part of this. They have got to be a part of it. And to go a step further, I've always said since the since the announcement that the Celebration Bowl was going to be a thing, I've been saying this forever, like it should be a celebration of the culture. It's like, okay, Honda Battle of the Bands. Honda Battle of the Bands is actually more of a celebration of the culture, the band culture, so to speak. But every section at that stadium, it's a school represented in every section of that stadium, right? You got Bama State got a section. You got AM, you got BAM, you got Benedict. You got all of these schools, got all of these sections, right? And everybody's in charge of selling their section. And this is what I keep saying about the Celebration Bowl. 
was that if the Celebration Bowl, instead of just making the two schools that are participating, instead of making them responsible for selling uh, X amount of tickets, if you included everybody, the tickets could go on sale for the Celebration Bowl or for this 14 playoff early, like really early. It's so many ways to fix this. It's so many ways to make this better. You know, because I hate to see schools like Miles, Tuskegee, Virginia State, Winston-Salem, Bowie State. I hate to see these schools not get the credit that they deserve. Albany State, right? Fort Bat. Like, I hate to see these schools not get the, the respect that they deserve when, in, as I said, they could actually beat any team. Another story for another day. All right. I'll get off my soapbox. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. Uh, coming up on the other side, fourth and final segment. Man, this thing has been whew, breezing right along. All right, so coming up on the other side, uh, we're going to tackle a few things that we have not talked about, including uh, what we got. Oh, CIAA, SIAC, some stuff that uh, we did talk about from the, the playoffs a few weeks ago, and we got a few other things that we'd like to mention. All right, so coming up on the other side, we'll take care of that. And then we'll get up out of here. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, and we will be right back. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time, it's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook. At HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. All right, welcome back. Fourth and final segment of the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show, however you may be listening, either via xsquadaffiliates.com Spotify, iTunes, Google Play for Android, the TuneIn Radio app, or iHeartRadio. Know that we really appreciate you guys for tuning into the show. This is the ultimate grassroots movement, so make sure that you tell a friend and 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 so forth and so forth and so forth that the HBCU Report is here each and every Saturday morning, 9 on the East, 6 on the West. Don't forget to check out our content partner. When we're not here, we are there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. And uh, coming up in uh, in a matter of days, man, we're about to turn this thing up on sportsnewsandbrews.com. 
I got some of my uh, folks going to be joining me. Uh, Deshaun Tate from Tate's Tate. Uh, he is the ultimate NBA guy. So he's going to be uh, contributing NBA um, um, stuff for the website. Then my guy, Jamie Walker, who is a, a writer extraordinaire. He's going to be covering HBCU sports, NFL, and just pretty much anything that he wants. And then uh, my guy, Maceo Hurd, another ultimate sports guy. Uh, going to try to see how we can fit him and, and his tag team partner, Emmanuel Glaze, uh, into things. But we are definitely uh, getting ready for uh, some big things in 2020. So you just make sure that you stick around with that. All right. So not only is it our uh, sweat football championship weekend, uh, but it's also just college football uh, championship weekend. And so we have a uh, several games um, on tap. We'll just go ahead and go through this, man, just so we can get this little piece out the way. Um, but, of course, Georgia and LSU uh, playing the SEC championship game. That's at 4 o'clock. But going back, let's see. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I don't know how I forgot to mention this. I guess because it wasn't HBC related. But uh, Oregon. Took down number five Utah last night, 37-15. So, bye, Utah. Bye. Um, Coming up at 12 on ABC, we've got number seven Baylor taking on number six Oklahoma. Both teams come in with the exact same record, 11-1. and At 3.30, it's Cincinnati and Memphis. Number 20 Cincinnati versus number 17 Memphis in the uh, American Athletic Conference Championship game. As I mentioned, uh, number two LSU, number four Georgia, four o'clock CBS SEC Championship uh, at 7.30 tonight on ABC, you've got the ACC championship as number 23, Virginia, travels to number three, Clemson. And then you have uh, number one, Ohio State, taking on number eight, Wisconsin, at 8 o'clock in the Big Ten football championship. And so uh, that should be interesting. That should be really, really interesting. Also, for my um, my fight fans out there, they say it's supposed to be a fight today. And, and not too long away, man. We got a we got a heavyweight fight coming up at uh, three forty-five this afternoon. The uh, card actually starts at twelve. Uh, talking about the Andy Ruiz versus uh, Anthony Joshua to the rematch for the heavyweight championship. Uh, it, it gets underway at twelve o'clock, and uh, the main event is supposed to begin at three forty-five. So, man, that's crazy. So by like four forty-five this afternoon. Before an SEC champion is even crowned, we'll know whether or not we have a new heavyweight boxing champion of the world. And, and just really quick, let me, and I know this isn't HBCU related, but uh, for those of you that know me, you know, you know, you know, I love the sweet science. Uh, I've covered boxing uh, at length, at length. Um, actually had the opportunity to cover some fights, some real fights in Vegas. Yeah, once upon a time ago. Uh, seemed like forever, but yeah, it happened. Um, but here's the thing in this fight, man, is that I'm really not sure what we should expect from either one of these fighters. Why do I say that? Well, the reason I say this is because Anthony Joshua came in and he was really rocked up last fight. You know, things didn't go well for him. Well, he dropped, I think he, he dropped like 17 pounds. And so now he's even uh, trimmer, even leaner, even more cut. Not sure how the, 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 the drop off of weight is going to affect him. But then when we talk about Ruiz, the heavyweight champion, the first Mexican heavyweight champion, man, he's not going to make – I don't – let me just say this. I don't want to proclaim, but I'm just going to say this. I don't think he's going to make Mexico proud today. Bro weighs 283 pounds. That's up like 17 pounds from the last fight. And y'all remember how ridiculous he looked in that last fight, right? So, yeah, so that's what we're, that's what we're faced with 
Um, today, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, main event, Ruiz Joshua, 345 this afternoon. So for all my fight fans, uh, make sure that you uh, you tune in to that because, I, you know, I'm a fight. Like I said, I'm a fight fan. I just believe that matchups make fights. And so I was really, really, really shocked when Joshua lost to Ruiz last time. I don't think it's going to happen like that this time. And if it does, I guess the fix is in. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I just don't know. Every time I see Ruiz, it makes me think that I can get in the ring. Because I know Ruiz not putting in the kind of road work I'm putting in. There's just no way. Not with a physique like that. I mean, he has a physique that only a mother could love. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus. And there were so many pictures floating around the internet. And this is why you got to be careful with this whole Photoshop thing. Because there were so many pictures floating around that showed him, uh, showed a slimmer uh, Ruiz. And that just was not true. It just wasn't true. Dude got on the scale at 283. 283, that's like the second largest heavyweight of all time. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your one-stop shop for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Make sure you check us out today, sportsnewsandbrews.com. All right. So uh, really quick before we get up out of here, man, uh, what we got, about three minutes before we go. Uh, We didn't really get a chance to mention this. Uh, We alluded to it, but not for real, for real. Uh, Last week, well, two weeks ago, we had the uh, NCAA, the first round of the uh, Division II NCAA playoffs, and uh, we had talked about um, last week possibly being a head-to-head matchup between Bowie State and Miles. Didn't happen because uh, Bowie State, the CIAA champs, fell to Carson Newman by the score of 17-9, and then uh, Miles, the the SIAC football champions, were defeated by Lenore Ryan by the score of 36-7, by ending uh, both both uh, team seasons. And so we salute both of these teams for winning not only their conferences, but also representing the uh, HBCU uh, landscape, if you will, HBCU athletics in the NCAA tournament. So big shouts out to you guys. Really appreciate it. Um, Class X, both coaches, both teams, you know, can't, uh, can't knock it. You know, somebody's got to lose. Somebody's got to win. That's just how it goes. Um, also, before we go, don't forget, just a couple of news and notes, don't forget that the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame is Saturday, February 22nd at the College Football Hall of Fame right here in Atlanta. If you uh, want to attend, make sure that you go ahead and, and get those tickets. Get those tickets because uh, the event is always uh, big time and uh, always a sellout. So make sure that y'all check that out. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Celebration Bowl, tickets on sale right now, December 21st, noon kickoff on ABC. Um, North Carolina A&T will take on whoever wins today's uh, Cricket Wireless Sweat Football Championship, either Alcorn or Southern. Will Alcorn make it back, or will Southern make their first appearance in the Celebration Bowl? You know what? I love I love Coach McNeil, but I, I need some I need some newness. I need some newness in my game. And uh, Southern they travel really well, and so I think that if Southern was to win this game. Uh, We'd have a we'd have a nice showing at the Mercedes Benz Stadium on December twenty first. Also, Hunter Battle of the Bands, January twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Don't forget Benedict, Family, Grambling, Hampton, Jackson State, North Carolina A and T, Prairie View, and Tennessee State University going to be in the house. So, you gotta make sure you're in the house as well. All right. 
But that about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report. I'd like to thank you guys because, as I always say, without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Uh, coming up next week, uh, next week's show should be really, really good. Uh, we're going to just run the roundtable. Uh, we're scheduled to have several guests. I'm not going to even put it out there yet. I, I hate putting it out there and then something happens. But uh, we have several guests that are scheduled to join us next week uh, as we get you ready uh, for the Celebration Bowl, which, of course, will happen uh, the following week. All right. So this has been the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And uh, until next week, if you're looking for me, y'all already know where I'm at, man. I'm somewhere on the yard. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. This is Matt Siraj, fourth-generation owner of Community Coffee. My great-grandfather named it Community, just out of appreciation and respect for his friends and neighbors. And for 100 years, our family has been about two things, great-tasting coffee and great people. And as America's number one family-owned retail coffee brand, we believe it's our responsibility to continue to give them the best-tasting coffee experience possible. And it's why we're excited for you to discover your new favorite blend. Look for Community Coffee at a store near you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.